0: It's 11:15 already. Days flying by. Kelly, uh, Blodgett is joining us. Um sorry, Sholstrom. I always get the last names mixed up, Kelly. She changed her name in the middle right on
1: me and it always forgets. But um I appreciate you joining us today for our budgeting basics, How's Kelly. I'm doing good. You know, I'll go by any last name, Kelly. There's so many Blodgetts in the area that um you know, I have to I have to claim my people every once in a while. <laughs> you have
0: to claim them. Yes no you sent me some notes on our topic today and i just have a slow uh, computer but i think our goal was to talk about reducing impulse
1: buying we're actually going to do sinking funds today kelly um and i impulse last week Correct. And if we need to rehash that, people, let us know, because that is a tricky, tricky subject. But no, today we're going to be talking about sinking funds. And I don't mean to bring up the C word Christmas, Kelly, but I will (laughs) just talk about it in general holiday speak, um, whether it's Halloween, Thanksgiving, Christmas, Hanukkah, New Year, whatever you want to do, big holidays that seem to eat up our money. We're going to talk about some sinking funds and how you can get around making sure you don't go into debt because of those holidays. I'm so
0: glad because yeah, I'm getting stressed about it right now thinking haven't gone broke this year. Last year, I really did a good job. So I want to make sure I stay on track this year.
1: Exactly. And now is the time. I mean, eight months ago was the time, but now it's never too late to get started. We want to make sure that we're setting some money aside because realistically, Kelly, we're going to spend that money, right? Um, every year I tell myself that I'm going to spend less than Christmas and while I can spend less, it doesn't, I don't ever spend zero, right? So we just yes. want to make sure that if it's something that you know, you're going to spend money on, if it's something that you truly enjoy, if, it, if it's an experience that you don't want to take away from your family, let's just set some money aside. That way we're not also going into debt, regretting future per- or past purchases. We're not um, taking money from other categories. And so today we're going to talk about some of the reasons that we should have sink funds um, in our lives. Um, we'll also talk about what the heck is a sinking fund, but then we're also going to talk about how to actually set that up. So what does that actually mean so that you can take away some helpful tips um, to get started today?
0: Yeah, sinking sounds bad, right? Sinking funds sounds like a bad thing. So explain what it is first.
1: Yeah, so sinking funds, if you think about it as like this, um, it can be bottomless. And so you're just throwing money. It's all sinking away. It's kind of piling up in the corner. um, But we are using that money for good. So a sinking fund is setting money aside um, for a period of time until you get enough money to buy the thing that you wanted to buy. And so a really easy example is if you want to spend um, $1,200 on Christmas, in January, you would start saving $100 a month. That way, all 12 months, you have $1,200 just by setting aside $100 a month. So in January, you have $100. In February, you have 200, in March, you have 300, you guys get the point, but it just keeps kind of rolling over. So we can create sinking funds in anything in our lives, anything that has a little bit higher of a dollar amount where you can't just necessarily pay for it with one paycheck. I would definitely recommend thinking about setting up a sinking fund um, so that you can set money aside and not have to worry about if you have the money later.
0: Yes. And then it's trying to figure out how to set that money aside too, because- You know it's a lot easier if you're a family that you know that you make more than what you spend but when things are really tight like a lot of people uh been in my shoes where everything was fine and then all of a sudden my house just has just killed me with uh how much it's cost not the payment but the taxes and everything that's been added on the last few years is getting ridiculous around here
1: yeah and this is why sinking funds are so helpful because um A simple, even like $60 purchase, Kelly, which could be a lot of money if you're living paycheck to paycheck, that's only $5 a month. And so think about like, if I set $5 a month aside, could I pay for, well, this isn't the case anymore, but could I pay for Netflix for the whole year if I just set $5 a month aside and then I could pay for the annual or Amazon Prime, pay for the annual, get that little bit of a discount, but then not have to come up with a hundred bucks or 200 bucks right on the spot. And so- When you, when you think about a sinking fund, it could be for those smaller things where you just, um, I have a few apps that we have sinking funds for that we pay for things. Um, our budgeting app is one of them and it's like a silly $7 a month, Kelly, that we're setting aside, but then we don't have to worry about like coming up with $70 every time it renews, right?
0: Exactly. That makes total sense.
1: Okay. So we're going to dive into some of the reasons we've talked about a little bit of them here already, but, um, Reasons for sinking funds. So first, we don't want to rob money from other categories. And so we'll just pick on Christmas a little bit more by buying all those extra presents and putting extra gas in the car. You know, we don't want to be stealing money from our vacation next summer or from Johnny's um, college funds or all these other things that we save for in our lives. By setting money aside specifically for Christmas, you can entail that not only is Christmas happening, but you are also still saving money in all the other areas of your life that you already said Hey, this is important to me. Okay,
0: all right. I think that makes, that works for me.
1: All right, another reason is we're not gonna have any credit card debt. So um, whether or not you use credit cards, by having those sinking funds available to you, you're not going to be worrying about not being able to pay it in full. And so we might still use a credit card to pay for the item, but we're gonna pay it off um, as soon as we get that bill. And so you're not gonna be tacking on any credit card debt by having these sinking funds because you have the money to pay for it. And if you are somebody that has a tricky pass with credit cards, I definitely recommend sinking funds for you. That way you can make sure that you're not adding on to that credit card debt or potentially potentially just going back into credit card debt and kelly that's the third reason for sinking funds peace of mind you cannot have to stress about how are we going to afford something do we have money for this that guilt of if i buy this then we're not going to be able to do another thing um you know potentially less money for groceries that month um having to not eat out if you want to go to a nice restaurant um and so by just getting a little bit more prepared today, you're able to not rob from your future. And you can also just make sure that you don't go into debt. Yeah, that totally
0: makes sense. You know, one thing I'm, I worry about is where do you put this sinking fund so you know you won't touch it?
1: Yeah, Kelly. So there are um, a free, so le- or a, let's dive into how all of this works. So there's a few different things you can do to make sure um, that not only in theory that you have this money, but you actually practically have this money. So to set up a sinking fund, there are three ways that you can do this. You can have... An automatic transfer to another account. So let's say you maybe have um, a savings account that you have on the side and you can just dedicate it to Christmas, or you have a little tally in a notebook of how much money is for what sinking fund in that savings fund, in that savings account. So just automatically transfer the amount of money that you need every single month for that sinking fund into that savings account. That'll ensure that you don't actually spend that money. And then you can just keep a tally of of that big savings account balance, um, how much of it is specifically going towards Christmas. So that's one way you can transfer it over. Um, If you have a few of these sinking funds and you want to make sure that everything is in line and you're not dipping from other categories, you can do the good old fashioned cash envelope system where this is Kelly, you have actual physical envelopes and you label one Christmas, one is birthdays, one is um, Thanksgiving and whatever the sinking funds that you want to have. And then with each paycheck or each month, you're going to actually just put cash inside of each of those envelopes. And then when you go shopping for Christmas or whatever category you're working with, then you can just pull money out of that envelope. And that is what you use to pay for those items,
0: which is a really cool idea. Except I always worry about, you know, what if something happens to your house? What if tragedy strikes? Because then you just lose that money.
1: Absolutely. And it's not for everybody. Some people, I myself, don't love the cash system. I feel like I spend cash more easily. There's also science setbacks set up. Um, but some people need that physical cash to stop them from spending after they've spent all that cash. So if you're that type of person where you need those hard boundaries, cash envelopes might be for you. And then the the new updated electronic version of cash envelopes, um, you can get a budgeting app where you actually have these categories. So these categories are kind of like your envelopes. And so you'd have a Christmas category, you'd have a, a Thanksgiving category, and every time you get paid or every month, whatever cadence you want to do, you just put a little bit of money inside of that category. And then when you go to buy something, you just pull money out of that category in that app. So that requires you to actually set up the app. It requires you to actually use the app because if it's not up to date, it's not correct. Um, So there are a few other things that have to go along with this. You have to be all in, but it is so much easier, Kelly, just knowing that you can have as many sinking funds as you want all of your money is safely in a bank and you have up-to-date numbers the second you walk inside of a store so are there several banks that work
0: with these apps or is obviously there's a way to connect to the banks so when you're putting money in that app it's really going into the bank but you can see how it's separated for you
1: correct correct and um So basically a lot of these apps just connect to your bank. So it's basically just like a window into your bank. So it'll say, hey, you have $600 in your checking account. What do you want to do with it? And so these apps just look into your checking account. They say they're $600. They're not physically pulling anything, right? Your your apps aren't touching your money. They're just saying, you have 600 bucks. What do you want to do? So in the app, you can say, I want 100 of it to go to Christmas. I want 100 of it to go to groceries. And so you can kind of assign it that way. And then as you spend on your credit card or your check card, whatever you want, you also have that link to the app, then it'll say, Hey, you spent 20 bucks at target. And you could say, yep, that was for Christmas. And so now you have $80 in Christmas. And so it kind of deducts it for you. Exactly. Yeah.
0: I mean, right now I have a system where I just use two different things, but it's not really broken down enough for me to keep an eye on everything.
1: Exactly. So the savings account option that we talked about right away, that works really well if you just have a couple of categories that you're saving for. Um, If you are like my husband and I and we have 30 sinking funds because we just dig into the data and we nerd out about it, um, that's where the app kind of comes in handy because you can truly get down to that granular level of detail of what specifically are you saving up for. Um, And then it does the math for you. Of course, Kelly, if you say you want $1,200 for Christmas and it's January, it'll automatically tally up how much you need to save a month. And so there's a lot of benefits to using the apps. Um, Some are better than others. You want to make sure that you're using a budgeting app, not a tracking how much you spent app. You want to be proactive. You want to be, have a plan in place. You don't just want to categorize things that you've already done. Um, But, you know, there's a lot of good to say about these sinking funds. You can just make sure that you don't have to stress about the holidays. There's a lot of stress that already comes with that. Um, and just by being a little bit more prepared um, ahead of time, it could save you a lot of stress come January 1 when those credit card bills come in.
0: Yeah, the things that are no fun, like if you're a homeowner, right, you're needing to remember that uh, your furnace, if, if it's not fairly new, eventually you're going to have to have a new furnace. Eventually you're probably going to have to have uh, a new water heater Uh, Or a washer or a dryer and hopefully they're not purchases that you have to make every five years, but those are purchases that you are eventually going to have to make and they're pretty pricey your roof. I mean those kind of things.
1: Exactly, Kelly. And just by having a category in your budget, a sinking fund for all of those things that you mentioned, you're going to save yourself a ton of headache. Because even if you're saving, you know, your savings plan for a new water heater is a five year plan. And if your water bre- heater breaks in two years, even though you don't have that full amount, Kelly, you have two years worth of money that you've saved that you did wouldn't have had previously. And so the argument that, well, you never know when it's going to break, all, that, all those um, excuses, I like to call them, are just reasons to not go ahead and get started, but having a little bit of money set aside is better than no money set aside. And so you can get as granular as, you know, all those home repairs that often break, they could be their own category, same with car maintenance, same with saving for a new down payment for a car, um, tuition for a kiddo. If you um, are helping them out, um, whatever you want, the big things that are overwhelming, that are expensive, all of them can have their own line item in your budget. And then as we said earlier, instead of saving $1,200 for, a new water heater. I clearly have no idea how much they cost. I feel like yeah. I feel like I feel like that number was too low. Instead of saving $1200 for a new water heater, you're saving $60 a month and that's definitely a little bit more manageable. Yeah. That totally makes sense. Now on your site
0: kellyshowstrom.com, I know you have some things that are, you know, easily accessible for people to kind of figure out how to get started. Um, Do you have like forms that kind of help you break things down and
1: think about the categories? Yeah. So go ahead and grab the freebie library. You just have to enter in your email address and it gives you access to everything in there um, that I give out for free. And so one of the items is a 90 day expense tracker. That's an Excel sheet where you can actually dive deep into how much do you spend per month on items. Um, And this spreadsheet, Kelly, is helpful in so many different ways. Not only is it helping you um, outline all of your spending, but I often hear from clients, oh my Gosh, I totally forgot I was paying for that thing. Oh my gosh, I didn't realize we spent that much money on groceries last month because they're not they're not diving into um, that level of detail in their checking account. They might not even look at their checking account. And so that 90-day expense tracker, when you create your budget, it's giving you real data to say, hey, don't just pick a number out of thin air of how much you want to spend on Christmas this year. Let's actually dive in to see how much you spent on Christmas last year. And then we can use that data to be a little bit better and have a game plan. This year. And so that's just one example of a document that's in the Freebie Library. Um, There's others in there that'll help you set some goals and outline your priorities and all that sort of stuff, how to get out of debt, um, how to keep track of where all of your debt is. Um, And then from there, when you're like, oh man, I'm onto something and I want to just dive even further, there's a course. It's really, really affordable, Kelly. And you can actually go step-by-step in the roadmap that I used to get out of debt. And I give you, um, there's more um, handouts on there. There's video lessons that walk you. The roadmap of exactly how I paid off all of my debt.
0: That's exciting, right? Because that means there's hope in sight. Hope at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Kelly Showstrom is uh her website's kelly showstrom it's k-e-l-l-y s-j-o-s-t-r-o-m kelly showstrom.com i'm on the website right now again if you like enter your email address you can access to all those things that will kind of open up a new world of hey i can save this what am i dreaming about where do i want to go what do i want to do what's important to me uh, and you can start making your list and start building your future with your finances